Good evening and welcome to a new year of Smorgasbord Daily. I'm P.D. Yaskell, joined by... I think, well, I thought I'd treat you, really, with a first show of a new year with two of my favourite guests, who obviously maybe enjoy my philosophy as well. Uh, two of my favourite guests who've been on the show multiple times. You probably know them already if you listen to the show at all. They are Chris Haig and Adia Anang. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Hi, Happy New Year. And a very queer one as well. Yes. Apparently. Queer New Year. Wow, that's happening. <laughs> hey, the first episode of the new year and you have like We have two... a bumper sticker within 30 seconds. That is yeah. a good start. That is a great start. <laughs> well... You have like two LGBT members. True. In the yeah. first podcast of the year, Diverse. If it helps, you're, you have better queer representation now than most of Hollywood does for the whole year, and you've done it in one episode. <laughs> it's uh, true. What can I say, guys? What can I say? Trend setter. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it's been it's great to have you back. Obviously, you're both on the Christmas special. So, how have you been since then? Do you have a good? Holiday season slash New Year. Well, I've I've been get I guested once on Amy's podcast. Yes, yes. Amy Walker's brilliant and new show, which actually aired last week. As this is airing, so yeah, with, with you on the premiere, yeah, this wasn't it? Week, actually. Well, this is airing on Monday, yeah. so. <laughs> so last week. Last, last week, week, yes. Last week. What year is this? 2017. I don't know anymore. That actually is a very good segue because I'm going to lead straight into um, our first segment, which is a segment we brought by, which everyone is so right, which is Petty Peeves. And it is linked to the new year because my Petty Peeve, guys, for the start, is um, how long does it take you when you're writing dates and stuff out? Before you realise you've been writing in 2017, um, for like about, for me it's usually about two months for everything on, on like blackboards, on books, on checks, if those things still exist, um, on everything you think, oh it's 17, 17, and then you suddenly scribble it out, put 18 instead, that happens every single year for me, without fail, for about two months. I always write the wrong year, and it is vaguely embarrassing. Is that something that's just me, or are you guys like on it? As soon as it goes to midnight, you're like, never getting it wrong. <laughs> or do you also have that brain fart moment? No, I, I don't. I don't. You just... It's uh, the moment. <laughs> so as soon yeah. as it ticks over, you're like, now it's a new year, no mess ups of dates, I'm in, I'm fine, it's all yeah. Yeah. good. It's like the only number that works out well. Yeah, darn you for your deficiency. To be fair, I haven't I haven't used a physical pen in nine years, so I don't have that you issue. Have not used just... a phys- you have not used a pen. Oh, of for course nine I... years. Of course I you have. said that with what such sincerity, Chris. <laughs> well, you know, I was going to be like, I haven't used a pen in nine years. I merely use like one finger, and I just you draw just... it. I so you just prick your finger, <laughs> and you just write it in blood. Yeah. 
I've been He's already used it that after like signing the contract with Satan. <laughs> How do you know about that? Who oh, picked up the receipt? Who picked yeah. up the receipt? Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, who knew about it? Um, no, I, I get what you mean, and it's yeah. I think because you are still like in 2017 mode, mm. even though you acknowledge you're like, right, it's new year, all that. But it's just it's become habit. Mm. So yeah, no, I, I, it's not as, I, genuinely it's not as much for me because I don't physically write a lot of yeah. stuff out. Well, for someone in my what? position that writes dates a lot, I was gonna say it is like a big part of your job. Wait, no, that sounds weird. Like, I was just like, what does people thirty percent of his job is just writing the date? It's just writing the date, <laughs> and the other uh, the other seventy is rubbing it out and writing the correct date instead. Yeah. <laughs> And then the bell goes, and it's fine. <laughs> but honestly, honestly, I've had to correct so many spreadsheets already in the space of a week. It's like, I'm, no. I'm just imagining your students, and they're, they're like, Mr. Gaskell is at it again. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> there's always a giggle. There's always a giggle when it's like... <sighs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. At least now it's not the days of chalk. Where it would be a lot harder to rub it out with the old duster. I mean, it would look rubbish because everyone would realise you made a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I I'm showing my age right now. I imagine you doing it with chalk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just like. No. And then it screeches. Oh, then the nails go down the board as well. It's like. Oh, that sounds. Oh. No, you will not laugh at me or I will do this. <laughs> I just thought because... you were going to be like, because that old cliche about like, oh, they used to just throw shit at the kids. If they would be like, you used to be like, pick up chalk. And you and I had very different school back. backgrounds, Chris. <laughs> no, like in old, like 50s, we were like, you know, Parker, scoop it up. Oh yeah, the board dust to go swinging across the classroom, shit. yeah. Although, no, no, uh, one, of my, one of my secondary school teachers used to lock kids in a cupboard. What? Seriously, it was a maths teacher. That's probably why I hated maths for, for a long period of my life, until I've refound it now in this day and age of where maths is awesome. Um, disclaimer. Uh, <laughs> but he used to lock kids in a cupboard. Your teacher was Mr. Trunchbull? Yeah, yeah. basically. I mean, uh, I mean, I encountered him many years later in a pub that I used to frequent, and I was like, I hate him. I mean, I realise that he's a complete alcoholic. <laughs> that explains it. Yeah. No, he was a dick. Yeah. You see, I'm way older than you guys, you see. This stuff still happened. <laughs> We've gone oh. way off topic. Welcome to Smorgasbord in 2018. I almost said 2017 even then. I almost said 2017 even then. That's how bad I'll... this is. Yeah. I thought you were going to be like, how old's Pete? Well, his maths teacher was on the Titanic. <laughs> his he survived by hiding in a cupboard. That's why he keeps yeah. bringing it back. Yeah. How his old's maths Pete? His maths teacher was the the Titanic sank. Yeah. His maths teacher was the abacus. <laughs> <laughs> I had an abacus once. I probably still do. The somewhere. original. The original abacus invented in China in AD 500 or whatever it was. <laughs> No, I was, no, I was still, I was still, I was still able to, I was still able to do the boobus calculation on the abacus as well. That is how good I am. <laughs> <laughs> it 
868 plus... Anyway, anyway, that's enough of my complaint in Ottomania. Chris, <laughs> what's your petty beef, sir? Well, uh, in the lead up to this, I couldn't think of what mine was, and I've realised what it is, and it annoys me every January. And it's sanctimonious New Year's resolutions, people. Oh. And I mean the ones who come in on, you know, because I got back into work on the 2nd of January, there was no, it was like straight in, you know, and they come in full of piss and vinegar, just all a bit like, well, this is the year. This is the year I'm going to change and I'm going to become super vegan, or I'm going to only drink, you know, like, purified what or some personal goal. There's that one phrase, and I know it will probably chew you to the bones, it does me. How many times have you seen it on social media? New year, new me. Exactly. It's a hashtag now. It's like, oh, new year, new me. I've been waiting until 2018, and this is the time that I've got... And it's just, it's... Like, if you want to do it for you, that is awesome. I think self-improvement is fantastic. If you want to make a change, that's totally fine but do not drag me and anyone else into it mm. if you want to if you and a friend are doing something and you want to you know make each other accountable if it's like going to the gym or if it's like i don't know writing a script or you know um volunteering or anything awesome go for it that is absolutely fine but don't stop making it such a public forum thing mm. To the point where it comes across very sanctimonious. Yeah. And it drives me mad because I've had it, people in the office, not where I work at the moment, but in previously, I'd come in like, oh, Happy New Year, yeah, you know, New Year's resolutions, are you going to do anything? Uh, and it is, it's like, ah, well, I'm, I'm going to become vegetarian. Okay, great, cool, whatever. But then that's all they talk about then for the next six weeks. And it never lasts. You know, I once, I once caught a woman... And she's lovely, but she was like, I'm going to go vegan. You know, I've been thinking about it for years, and it's the health of the planet and everything, and I'm like, okay, well, that's cool. It's not for me, but, you know, that's totally fine, all that sort of thing. Uh, and then I caught her at a desk one day with uh, fried chicken. And I just, I, I didn't, didn't say out, didn't say out, but she looked at me and she went, oh, I know, I'm being bad. And I was like, I don't actually care. <laughs> it's fine. I, I wouldn't judge you if you didn't say anything and you were eating fried chicken, but just don't then start being like, oh, oh, this is so bad. This is like, I, I, I really no one cares that. enough to judge yeah. you about it. It's exactly. like, it's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this. I, I'm actually doing dry January for well, January, obviously. Blah, blah, blah. Um, so I last night as we were recording this, I was sat in the pub. Um, just there with my, with my um, drink of drink of coke while everyone around me was, you know, beer or wine or whatever. And I did not say a thing about it because, you know what, they're happy, I'm happy. I mean, it's something I wanted to do. I did it last year and I'm doing it this year mainly because the amount of alcohol I drink in December is frankly obscene. Um, so <laughs> it's kind of like I'm trying to bounce the books a bit, but I'm not going to then go to people and say, you should be doing it too. You should be doing yes. it too. That, I mean, I've that, got. Yeah. There's, there's, there's people doing it with me. There's people doing it with me, and that's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. But for people who aren't, I'm not going to go up to you and say, "Wrong. Why? Yeah. Why?" Because I'm not a dick, despite yeah. despite popular opinion. Um... <laughs> oh, it's not popular opinion. 
Watch the emails come flooding in that. now. The emails have come flooding in. Addy's just no, no, like, no. Addy's just not saying anything. He's like, what do I say? Do I be truthful or do I want to return on the show? I'm just thinking about the fact that your liver is like, fuck you, Pete, fuck you, Pete, fuck you, Pete, yeah. fuck you, Pete, fuck you, Pete. Oh, to be fair, this dry you everything. It yeah. is gonna, it's his liver just going like, I just need a break. <laughs> God damn it, can, I ju- can you just do water for like two weeks? Yeah, just... Four weeks, fine. I need, you know, I've got a vision of just like the liver with like a little acne cartoon thing saying gone out to lunch. Yes. Or gone out, gone out Back to in February. February. Yes. You know. Um, but no, it is that, it is exactly what you mean. It's that, don't, don't try and guilt trip people into doing your shit. You know, so, you know, like all it encourages, Chris. Yeah. yeah. All it encourages is for people to then turn around on you if you fail at a resolution and take the mick out of you. While before they would not have cared. Yeah. Oh, listen, there's a big school of thought which is like, oh, you should tell people you go because it makes you accountable. I'm like, no, don't, because all you're gonna do then it's, it's gonna be extra scrutiny, mm. and then you know. When you do do something, then you can be like, oh, wow, so you've been working on this all the time. You know, yeah, I didn't make a big thing of it, but yeah, it's fine. But it is stuff like, you know, the whole go to the gym, go to, you know, give up me, you know, dry gender and everything. If you want to do it, fine. Stop guilt-tripping people into doing it. Mm. Stop making them feel bad. Stop, in general, not just New Year's, but, like, if you don't take part in November, it's fine. Mm. If you don't take part in a certain thing... For whatever reason, that's absolutely fine. Yeah. Just stop guilt tripping people if you do do it and you think, mm. well, they should, you know. I'm just so. It's like, you know. All it does all is it, piss people off. Yeah. All it does it makes you a dick for mm. calling people out unfairly mm. because you don't. The things you have to be or should be, you should be a nice person, fine. Mm. You've got to pay your taxes, you've got to die. That's it. I, you don't have to do the fun run. You don't have to take part in the bake sale. You don't have to, you know, oh, we're all going to go vegan for January. No, you don't. Just just, just chill out. Yeah. It's fine. Chris, oh. Chris, I tried to do the No Shave November. Couldn't you see my luscious beard? It's definitely, definitely yeah. better than mine, Addy. You're way ahead of me. Honestly, that, I, honestly, I shit, so I'm, I'm there like you're gonna you're gonna own us at November, by the way, because I cannot. I can grow here, here, and like really quite a lot under here. It's like a bramble bush, but I cannot grow that bit. I can't I, grow on my top lip. See, I I I get it in kind of the right places, but it's so sparse. <laughs> It's honest to God, it, it, it is like a twelve-year-old's leg. It's so like patchy that my razor. I only, sh- I, honest to God, I only shave every like six weeks. What? Because it's what? that week. I'm there, like, yeah. Right. Oh, honest to God, I know, I know. But I don't really mind because while I am into dudes with beards, I. Kind of think having one myself is a bit of upkeep. Beard, um, beard, beard, beard action would just be very strange. I, it's, it's just be like, yeah, I don't know how. Yeah, you're picturing it, Pete. You're picturing I'm, it. I am picturing it, and, and the logistics of it are really causing me concern. Um, <laughs> well, too bad. I just, I just, I just, I just like, 
It'd be, like, right. it'd be a lot more hide and seek than is necessary. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend in... I have a friend, she's a trans woman, so she gets, like, stubble and everything, and when I went to visit her, she'd come to me, like, every afternoon with a five o'clock shadow and start rubbing it on my face. Wow. So I said, by the time I go visit her and I'll finally have my stubble, I'm going to do the same. Oh. <laughs> That's really cute. Nice, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to have, like, the, the, like, weakest hair that just... Bends and doesn't prickle anything. As soon as you rub it on her, though, it will just all sort of like fall off, like like, my, like this hair did on mine. Just <laughs> be like, and that's my shave done. <laughs> just apply it. It's like a it's, it's a sheddable beard. Yeah, it's, like... it's a dream. That's a dream because you can have a beard and then you can have clean shaven. That's a dream. Yeah, it's it's an like... awkward phase. It... It's kind of like, dude, you didn't glue it well. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I would actually start to consider that for Chris, considering considering his his very sparse arrangement. <laughs> I am happy with the arrangement that me and my maker have come up with. <laughs> and on because that note, I, yeah, I know. Ironically, my I got a double dose of thick hair jeans from my parents. So I genuinely have to get this cut every four weeks. You are the inverse of me, Chris. You are yeah, the inverse exactly. of me. I get hair everywhere well, else except here. I <laughs> told you we can get you like the back shaver and then you can have a toupee. Oh god, don't. <laughs> Sorry, I just. I, all right, this is awful. I really hope this doesn't air, but I hate a hairy back. So I'm just like, ah, oh, no. Oh, Chris, is it a deal breaker for you, mate? <sighs> it has been in the past. Honestly, not so bad, but it was just kind of like touching, <laughs> touching a hair back, and I'm like, I feel like I'm petting big <laughs> Like, I did. I felt like I was calming a wild animal. I was like, there, there. Some there, people there. Like, like that. Some people like that. Yeah, no. they don't. Some people do. <laughs> okay. Let's move on. Addy, no, your petty peeve. Uh, I have so many ways I have to file them back in. <laughs> when you you're sick and someone just asks you to do something to them for them, despite you being sick, and you have to get up to do it, and you're like. Oh fuck no! I have to get up. You just want to yeah. sit in bed with tissues covering you, being fed chicken soup, and being made, feeling sorry for yourself. The last thing you want to do is to actually have to do anything for anybody else. It's like, yeah, pity me. <laughs> you, you just want a bit, a bit of attention. You just want a bit like. Clearly, I'm ill. Mm. Don't ask me to do shit because otherwise, I will do it. But I'll be <clears throat> <clears throat> with every step. I I do it. I'm exactly the same. Mm. If I ever get asked to do something, I'm like, clearly, I will. Oh go on, just do it, just do it for us. So I do it in the most melodramatic fashion. <laughs> <laughs> Blanket round me, and I'm there, just like, all right, I shall, I shall, I shall make a sacrifice for you. 
and then I just start <laughs> shuffling <laughs> to do it, and then it's like, am I right to go back to bed now? Yeah, I'd be fine. Okay. And then when I get back to bed, I'm like, fuck that, and just yeah. go you, see, you see, for yeah. me, when I'm ill, I just don't get out of bed. Because generally I get out of bed and obviously do things and and, and live a productive non-bed life. Um, but when I'm ill, it's like, it's like I'm just in bed, covers up to covers up to my chin, pillows like curled around me. You know, you know how it is. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I, I sit there with a very sort of expression on my face. You know, like a very sad, very or like very sort of bottom lip out expression. And, yeah. like, and if anyone asks me to do anything, I'll say, okay. I'm then take, like, two hours. I'm then, it's yeah. like, in that time, they will have done it, is my thinking. And if not, then I'll make... I'll, I'll, similar to you, Chris, I'll, like, shuffle slowly. <laughs> and it's just, like, hammering home the point, I am ill, darn it. Yeah. Do yeah. not, do not make me do anything. Is that what you're like, Addy? Or are you much more, um, are you much more, oh, I'll just do it then, fine. I'm more just like, suck it up, do it as fast as you can, and go back to bed. Yeah. <laughs> just and get through the, it, that, boom, yeah. boom, no. That's, that's the best way of doing it, it's just being like, right, fuck it, okay, okay, get it done, and then, yeah. If yeah, you do, you... Uh, otherwise, you're just wasting energy, moaning. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, energy which can be put to better use by just kind of lying there in, like, the nest you've made for yourself. Yes. Do you get, as well, I mean, if you've got like, a tissue situation going on, I find myself adding to my bed sheets with tissue. If you understand this, right? Because you have a box of tissues on the bedside table. <laughs> I mean, I don't put it in a bin or anywhere. It just... Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Exactly like that. Just so I can make it more of an arrangement. Yeah. <laughs> it's colourful. It's 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 potpourri, in a way. <laughs> and it smells better than potpourri. It smells like nothing. My nose is clogged. Good, good. In some ways, that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm in the I'm in the runny nose stage. Although, uh, that's that's my petty peeve for tomorrow's one, so I'm not going to go into too much detail now, but I am very much, I am very much in a runny spoilers. nose stage. Yeah, spoilers, spoilers. But very well, much in a runny kind of, nose stage. It's kind of like, um, my nose is really dry right now because mm. all the blowing, so I need to, like, put aloe on it because it's really red. Yeah, 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 but and it's, it's, it's always like there, isn't it? It's like in that, 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 that nostril area, isn't it? It's like because you've been like, yeah. and the wipe, the wipe afterwards, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you know, it's kind of like, kill me, kill me, kill me, you <laughs> bastard. It's a very localized bit of pain right there. Yeah. <laughs> Chris is like, it's you cowards. And here. <laughs> yeah, exactly, but yeah, exactly that. <laughs> Because I've never thought about this in the missing amount of detail before. I can tell you, thinking, what? <laughs> I did zone out for a second there, because I was just like... It's because I, I've been, like... For the past four months, I've been kind of low-key ill, in terms of, like, I had, you know, one really bad chest infection, and then it came back in a row after that. But, and this is really mean, everyone in my house has been ill a little bit over Christmas, except <laughs> me. Nope. 
Bless you. So I'm I'm there wandering around there all there like oh yeah my nose went all that sort of thing. I've been wandering around like the chosen one. <laughs> I enjoy, I enjoy four months of feeling like absolute shit <clears throat> for my immune system to finally kick in, um, and so I managed to avoid the the cold that everybody else. Has. Is it not a slight worry, Chris, that you infected <clears throat> everyone in your household at once, and it suddenly it left you and infected them instead? It's like it's been building in you, I mean, it's like... Yeah. <laughs> I've, to I've, all I've, rooms I've, in the house I've, at once. I think you're implying a level of concern, but, uh, no. I'm just sort of thinking it's, 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 sort of like, this sort of, like, um, cold version of a regeneration from Doctor Who, where instead of regeneration energy, it's like sort of snot just going in all directions from you. Chris just, that, just, that, just that doesn't is care. A, I did not mean. <laughs> that is horrific. <laughs> but now you're just not going to think forget it now you're really not going to forget about anyway sort of ru- ruined Jodie Whittaker um, already uh... <laughs> <laughs> let's move on let's move on thanks guys for those um, particularly fascinating talking points um, <laughs> let's move on to Wankity Wank which as ever I have a selection of local news headlines wonderfully banal ones with a blank space in them for us to fill in a comedic comedic fashion um, starting with the first one of the year is from a publication that we visit quite often which is the Argus down on the south coast there and this is um, Hove family forced to live on what Um, My initial thought, by the way, is Hove is like a quite affluent area, so I was like, Hove family forced to live on benefits. Uh, <laughs> giant, what about giant crab? Giant crab. <laughs> I thought you were going for the giant peach angle, way. Right? <laughs> no, 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 she said it's down on the coast, I just imagine the, the, like a giant crab yeah, just going like, much. well, they're quite good tenants, but the parking's an issue. It's fine if it's a hermit crab. It's fine. It'll just move along the beach. Right? <laughs> yeah, but you can't. You can't rent that one. It's a giant hermit crab. They're staying on it. You know, they go to bed, wake up, and they're like, oh shit. <laughs> I'm never gonna get to work like this, Dave. For they're five miles off course. Wait a sec. Addy, who family forced to live on? Road made out of stinky clams. <laughs> We're all going for the coastal aspect here, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> Hove family forced to live on ex- yeah. Hove family forced to live on far too expensive fish and chip outlets. Um, honestly, have you been to a seaside resort? <laughs> Now, chip shops are, like, charging, like, a tenner for a bucket, bucket of chips if you go to, like, Blackpool Post like that. It's ridiculous. Oh. To certain outlets, which will remain nameless unless we get sponsorship rights. Um, <laughs> um, the actual answer is whole family forced to live on takeaways. I don't know if they're forced to live on takeaways. I'm going to say, what is, what is stopping them? From going to the shop. <laughs> Yeah. Like most people. I mean. The lack of ability to cook a toast without burning it. <laughs> yes. Possibly. Yeah. It's like, I'm guessing it's like forwarded? It's like forwards or something so they couldn't get out of a house so it had to be like sort of 
airlifted in? I don't Ooh, know. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to rationalise this. Bottle of Antic. I don't know, because, like, even you can get, like, food delivered if it's an accessibility issue. The same people who do takeaways are like, oh, yeah, can you just bring me some fruit? Can you bring me, like, a chicken? Mm. Or, I don't know, something. Could you not have, like, one of these, like, supermarkets that do these sort of deliveries now? They, yeah, you see yeah, them exactly. everywhere, don't you? We have supermarkets that do, like, deliveries where you can buy, like, pretty much a full shop now, can't you? Yeah. And I don't get the accessibility thing. Like, I stay <laughs> regularly in the most northwesterly part of Scotland. <clears throat> and I genuinely, there's, like, cows, there's, like, you know, dogs that end up in the front garden and everything. And there's always an Amazon van or a Tesco's van. <laughs> That goes past to deliver because there's no shops nearby, so I don't get why they're forced. Unless it, I just imagine that the delivery like personnel are the dogs and cows. <laughs> That's my dream as well. Is that one day it'll be Tesco's? It's just a particularly ambitious Labrador with a hat on. You know, you could save so much if you could have a cow delivering it, and then it'd be like, "Oh, you want skimmed milk? Squeeze. There you go." <laughs> Why the milk you get chocolate milk? Mm. Yeah, exactly. True, true. It does always lead back to that thought, which is how do the first person, the first sort of cave person, discover that you could <laughs> milk a cow and get milk out of it? And what do they think they were doing at the time? And they it's, tried it's... to fondle the wrong creature. <laughs> it's like, look at all this white stuff. Let's just drink it for our health. Ooh, actually. Chris, is, Chris, are you utterly sickened right now? <laughs> no. <laughs> because that's there's part of me that's like... <laughs> oh, there's part of me that figured it was like, okay, there's a logical answer here, but then the other part of me is just like, yeah, no, it's some Neanderthal three who's there just like, look at them others. <laughs> I'm gonna play. Help my calcium. <laughs> I, yeah, healthy know. bones and teeth, kids. Healthy bones and teeth. <laughs> and then he died at twenty-five. Yeah. Yeah. Next headline. Well, I say headline is black cat fools owner by providing yeah. chocolate milk. <laughs> Getting them to sign over the deed to the house <laughs> by being witch or wrong. God, I love Salem. By being American. Salem, yes. yes. <laughs> By being the breakout star of a 90s teen sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> he was an American witch. Yes. Yeah. Salem was the first gay cat in an American sitcom, and I feel that his legacy has not yet been attributed. Do you want to know a random thing when I think about Salem, Chris? Salem, I... Salem from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. His voice reminds me so much of Wee Crimes and his mannerisms. Tell me I'm wrong. I haven't heard Lee actually. I haven't heard his voice in ages. Oh. But I've. I, I, yeah, there is like something in his speech patterns stuff. and mannerisms that remind me so much of Wee. It's unbelievable. Um, oh my God. Okay, out. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. All right, all right. I'll. You're gonna, you're gonna binge watch I Sabrina think... and determine. <laughs> Well, I'm going to listen to Lee. I'm going to listen to, you know, the compilation of Salem's greatest hits that I have saved in my YouTube favourites. Um, which is usually which is like 90% of him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
but no, I will, I will compare and get back to you. Thank you. <laughs> the actual answer, by the way, is Black Cat Fool's Owner by Hiding in Front of Television Screen. I've seen this. I, I half thought it was this, but yeah, so they took a photo. was like, my cat's there in front of the TV, and you, you can't see it until you just notice there is a slight wave. There is the cat's back and everything. So I can't like, zoom oh. in on this on this version of the article, so I can't tell. It's just so I could TV screen in the corner. Yeah. But yeah, why was the, the owner fooled by it? It's like, my cat's gone, my cat's gone. <laughs> I mean, it's obviously Maybe. this meow from the TV is like... Either, either that, or they were taking a photo of the cat, the cat jumped up on the thing, sat down, thought, I'll take a photo of the cat, then looked at the photo and went, fuck me, where's the cat gone? And they've gone, no, the cat's there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just imagining that if you can't find your cat, you just take a photo on Flash. Yeah. Or you could just take a photo of a blank television screen and say that your cat's there all the same. You can just do that now. So I say, I oh, own a black yeah. cat. We all own black cats. Yeah. Per- per- Percy really likes hanging out in front of the TV. You're like, I have not seen the cat in three weeks. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think, I think listeners to Smorgasbord should all take a photo of their black cat and and tweet us with it on Smorgasbord Pod. Oh my god, what a coincidence. Every fan of the show has a black cat hiding in front of a TV screen. There I you have go. a black dog. No. Can you hide, can you hide them in front of a TV screen as well? Um, no. Party pooper. Party pooper. But yes. They they move too much. <laughs> but yes, seriously, black cats, black cat owners, smallest board people, or basically anybody, stick a photo of your TV screen and, and, and fool the populace. And the final one is this. I've actually got the article as well, which is wonderful. Uh, drunken student is locked up and fined for what? This is wonderfully vague. Go wild, guys, go wild. Not getting drunk in freshman year. <laughs> Waiting <laughs> till year two. I mean, like, now I'm getting mowed. I know people that have actively retouched <laughs> their first year just to actually do freshmen again. That's, nah. It's weird, that... isn't it? It's kind of funny, because if I take freshman year again and get another bachelor's degree... I would currently be in the average age of people who are starting their bachelor's year now. There you go. Awesome. Oh, so you're just like a genius. Teen genius. No, I just didn't go on any trips after my army service. Oh, fair enough. Israel, of course, national service. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so what, hold on. Do you, do you, do you, I'm going to come up with something really funny and then I forgot. Drunken student is locked up and fined for handing their assignment in on time. Oh. Proposing to the university mascot or, you know, <laughs> making out with a pain in one of the Turning up to a 7am lecture. Yeah. I had that. I don't know if you guys had that. I had a 7am lecture back at... Yeah. No. 
is shocking. Yeah. And because uh, my original course, obviously, before I did teaching, was uh, English. So it was a wonderful, on a Tuesday night after Monday night was a sort of party night-ish. But when I say party night, it was just drink night for me. I, I party by going to a pub. <laughs> anyway, Tuesday morning, 7am, theory and practice of criticism. I fell asleep so many times in that lecture theatre, it was unbelievable. <laughs> I sure, sure did too. The worst uh. thing was the seminar for that lecture was at 8, with the same... Um, guy who did the lecture and then it was a sort of like on like report cards and stuff as well. I was like he's such a quiet member of a group in contrast to every other report card for every other seminar I did yeah. where he's like never shuts up he's I mean, a complete lunatic and yeah. that one was very quiet and attentive because I had yeah. no idea what he just said for the past hour see okay two things first of all I really like the idea of you know like the 7am that you're just like now, I'm like, oh, Pete, he's very quiet, and in brackets, and unconscious. <laughs> it's like, he doesn't say a lot, yes, but that's because he's not actually awake. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, the earliest I had to do was like at just a 9am. We, we didn't have them. Lucky bugger. Lucky bugger. Um, the actual answer is a rather fantastic. Drunken student is locked up and fined for calling a police horse gay. Oh, yeah. I've heard it, I don't remember out about it. Apparently, yeah. Sam Brown, 21, name and shame, had been out with friends when he drunkenly staggered past two police horses in the early hours. He was arrested and fined £80 for causing harassment, harm or distress. The English student asked one of the officers if his horse was gay, and despite warnings, continued to make comments about the above. <laughs> he was then handcuffed in a police station and freed. He's an Oxford University final year student. Wow. Which probably means he's in Parliament right now. Um, probably. <laughs> I don't think I've committed a crime. As far as I know, calling a horse gay is not offensive. Well, I suppose it's not, but I suppose it depends how it's said. And I don't think he was just saying, oh, potentially for equality reasons. I think he's just going, uh, uh, gay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining that the horse arrested that guy. He's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> The horse, the horse there with, like, you know, the wedding ring mm. on the hoof. And then it's that it's horrible... Like, my husband will hear about this. Yes. <laughs> it's that wonderfully horrible quote from, from, from the, the, the guy himself saying, a friend I was with is homosexual and didn't think anything was wrong. It's like... <laughs> that okay, doesn't all, justify you, anything. First of all, if you said, oh, my friend is homosexual, they're not your friend. <laughs> no. You... No one actually ever says, oh yeah, my homosexual friend. No. You say, they're your friend. Well, no, they're not. It's like, oh, well, I've got gay friends. I've got this homosexual. Homosexual. They only ever bring that up when they're trying to outlaw something. Yeah. It's kind of like saying, some of my best friends are black. Exactly. It is exactly the same sort of sentence, isn't it? It's like trying to justify it, and it's utter bollocks. I know. I sort of (sighs) love hearing it, because it's a bit like... Oh my god, some of my best friends are back. I'm like, well, good for you, you're still a racist, but yay! But then you get the rather undercutting statement to finish from a Thames Valley police spokesman said, although he thought that calling a police horse gay was funny, it could cause offence to people that may happen to have walked past. Wait, for for being com- for the horse being insulted? I, I, or... I don't yeah, know. So, it's like, defending the horses, fair, horses are great. 
Yeah. I don't I'm know. So it wasn't defending like the horses on it. It wasn't like the horse was there. Just, like, it was in case someone walking past me had thought we were talking about them. Also, oh, he could have sold this by going about. I meant the horse yes. and just tackered it off. <laughs> and just to conclude this uh, this segment, I I don't know about you, but I love those little um, sections which are like police reports, or, like call outs that they've done. But they're very odd. Yeah. Yeah, and there's, yeah. this, there's this wonderful one, um, which is one twelve pm Resident complains that a neighbour has been playing filler on a loop for about 18 hours a day for the past month. <laughs> Maxine Avenue. <laughs> now, I love Michael Jackson. I think I love filler, but I would not... <laughs> I would not that A, someone did that, and B, someone called him out for that reason. <laughs> And they waited the a month to do it. Yeah, that's the bit. It's not, oh my god, they've been playing 18 hours a day for, I mean, why not play it as you sleep? I love the fact they left six hours of like, oh no. Six hours of peace. Sleep. Yeah. I mean, it's like, 7 a.m. wake up call. It's like, Vincent Price kicks in to wake him up. To be fair, the Vincent Price monologue is a brilliant way to wake you up. Oh. Oh, I don't know. I think it's quite a good way to go to sleep. Like, well, it would, wouldn't it? I mean, across the land. Mm. Night. <laughs> Maybe that's what we did, but we just kept it going on a loop yeah. all the way. But uh, the month, why not? Why did they wait week? that long? <laughs> I wonder on what stage is it like two weeks and the person who complains like, well, they still might change. <laughs> we might be getting Billy Jean, you know, black or white. Who knows? <laughs> I just hope that the person was charged for it, and then you could say they were a smooth criminal. Um, oh. Boom, boom, indeed. <laughs> how, how long after reading that were you like, I'm going to make the fun, I'm going to make the truth, I'm going to make the truth. Oh, I was thinking that from the very beginning, and it's like, I'm waiting for Chris to <laughs> shut up now. <laughs> right. Um, okay, so from moving on from slightly banal news stories to incredibly weird ones it's time for our weird news segment and we'll kick off with well seeing it's a new year we'll kick off with Chris because your story is linked to the new year is it not it is it is so I'm gonna scroll through all this uh give it a bridge thing because it does have possibly the weirdest title I've read in quite a while this is in the new post at mypost.com the title is Adult diapers and cold weather didn't stop these people from welcoming 2018. (laughs) Oh yes, the context does explain it. Rebels channeled their inner Sir Edmund Hillary. I love that. Edmund Hillary? They climbed Mount Everest. I love that. Just like they, they haven't scaled Times Square. They haven't been like scaling quite simply. They've climbed up no, the Coke bottle. They, they've put on snowshoes and have shuffled into Times Square. Let's be chill. Revelers channeled their, uh, their inner Edmund Hillary in Times Square on Sunday night and Monday morning as New York rang in 2018 on a bone-chilling New, York, New Year's Eve, the coldest since 1962. When the ball dropped at midnight, the mercury had plummeted to an icy nine degrees with a minus four wind chill, which, Jesus, that is... That is, that is nip, yeah. as we say up north. But that didn't seem to bother the hundreds of thousands who packed into the crossroads of the world. I have genuinely uh, done this. New Year's Eve at Times Square. I, I've done it. 
You lucky bastard. Well, I did it for a bit, and then it, it, it's horrible. It's an awful experience. Because it's just so... Uh, terrible. So crowded. So crowded. It's, it's crowded, but no matter when you start from, because these people started at, like, 9am queuing up, which is mental. <laughs> so we ended up so far back, we couldn't see anything anyway at about 2pm. So we instead, we went to the hotel bar, stayed in there, eating, like, sweet potato fries, and because me and my brother were underage, we had, like... Cooks while my parents drank and everything, and they had the movie Clue, which is the first time I'd seen which it. Which is one of my favorites. Oh, awesome film! And it's part of the reason why I love it. I have such good memories attached to it. The first time I watched it, because I was like, "Oh my god, it's Tim Curry! Oh my god, yeah. it's funny!" Um, and then uh, it that's was like the Twilight... reaction to Tim Curry. Yeah, uh, Twilight Zone episodes running uh, all the way. Up to wow, this is a cool bar you were in. It was very. Cool. Very cool, and I uh, got chatting to the very cute bartender who was not interested in me whatsoever, but he did teach me a bit about US geography. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was nice because I was a total dumbass, and I was like, Is, "Isn't Washington DC in Washington State?" And he's like, "No, no, no, no. <laughs> it's in DC." Yeah. Oh, I just presume that I was like, "It's an easy, it's, oh. it's an easy mistake to make." Anyway, but anyway. Back to yes. Well, I would say I, I, I'm horrible at geography, so that's my excuse. Milwaukee tourist Sally Anderson, 29, said the temps were temps were balmy compared to where she spent the holiday last year, the South Pole. This is no big deal, <laughs> she said, wearing the same Canada Goose expedition parka she'd done for her Antarctic trek as she stood in Times Square with her mum. They began waiting for the ball at 9:45 in the morning. I'm actually overheating at the moment. I don't have gloves on. I have warmers, but I don't have them on, Anson said. Even singer Mariah oh. Carey, who made a successful comeback tonight after the last year, that was, that was ace. If anyone's seen that, when she was lip syncing and fucked up and just stood there. Oh, last year, on. yes. Not, 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 like, not, not this news just gone the year before. That was incredible, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, she did play, she about not having hot tea, but that was about it. It was bollocks, it was bollocks. She just couldn't yeah. lip-sync to save her life. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, she seemed to stop at the cold as she wore a local evening gown under her wide-open fur coat while belting out Hero. Uh, while the temps may have been too much to lure many tourist New Yorkers out to the spectacle, there is Weber, 18, and notched on gingerbread ice cream as the thermometer teetered at 13 degrees just before 6 p.m. People in Canada, really cold in Montreal, Weber explained. Temperatures in the teens like today is not bad. This is better than normal for us. Minnesota Matthew Frank, who is my hero, by the way, opted to augment his sweatshirt, jacket, hat, and gloves by fattening himself up on a dinner of 10 chicken legs and 6 biscuits after a hearty helping of bacon for breakfast. I salute what? That so, is insane. Just a, a shit ton of yeah. CPR. Yeah, a shit ton of bacon, some chicken, and then, and then six six biscuits. And, uh, Why I, do you do like, six biscuits? Because that would that not be scones. here nor there. Scones, isn't it? It's what they call biscuits. It's like a scone. Oh, not um, like a hobnob then. I just thought like no, a hobnob. No, no. Like, what was the point of that? No, no, no. Like, uh, like yeah, oh, so okay, I can have yeah. six Best quote, you need some fat to stay warm, so why not some bacon, said Frank, who got to Times Square. Why not, Frank? Why not? Frank, for it. Who died in Times Square whilst munching yeah. on his sick biscuits. 
Uh, and then it goes through and it's beautiful having their own you know, experiences and everything. But I'd like to close off with the final... What is uh, the adult um, diapers bit? Is this the bit you're going to now? Well, I'll do the adult diapers bit and then there's a nice way to kind of mm. close it off. Some revelers gave up their secret adult diapers. So far, it's dry, and I'm hoping to keep it that way, said Dallas teacher Heather Price, 32. So, wow, I've named children. and shamed her. Yeah. Her children now it's know she wore an adult diaper. Yeah. They're like, ah, oh, Mrs. <laughs> Price pissed herself on New Year's Eve. She should have known. Um, so, really, my struggles writing the year are put into context, aren't they? <laughs> No, 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 wait, 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 no, no, I'm reading the more of it. Others were not so lucky. I'll definitely need to shower after peeing my pants all day, said Ayami Yamakawa, 21, who travelled 24 hours from Okinawa, Japan, just for New Year's Eve. She had already wet herself once by 2.41pm after lining up at 10am. Blah, 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 other ones. Um, and then just closing it off, so how do actual New Yorkers brave the ball drop? One police officer on duty put it best. If it were up to me, I would be in bed under the covers with a cup of hot tea watching this on TV. And that's the most sensible thing I can think of. So, good for you. Hey, New Yorker. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Need for extra, actual... no need for extra bacon or adult nappies. <laughs> or I, embarrassment. I, I, I mean, you can have extra bacon in bed. Mm. Yeah. Also, there is nothing stopping you from having like bacon and chicken legs in bed. Nobody's stopping that. And it, it's sort of how my model of New Year's has become. It's like, listen, I I, I want to spend it at home. I want to be comfy. I don't want to be out like reveling. Yeah, I, I did it once in Millennium Square in Leeds, um, which is where I'm from. It's insane. It's horrible. People are pissed everywhere and all that sort of thing. Pissed yeah. or pissing? Well, that's <laughs> both. You know, to review them. Basically, people really like New Year's Eve and it was super cold. And we you know at least uh, one teacher wore a nappy and one Japanese woman uh, has actually pissed herself. <laughs> and she was like, oh, I'm going to need a shower. I'm like, yeah, no shit. Well, we don't know. No, no one's ever been like, oh, you know, I'm just being myself, but I feel okay. I feel like I feel like I could do another. Day. No, don't no. Just stay at home and Just get quietly drunk. Quick or if you're gonna go, if you really want to be in New York for New Year's, which is nice, I spent New Year's Day in like the Met when I went to New York. It was pretty awesome, um, and it was just really nice. And everything, but you know, do what I did: stay at your hotel bar. Go somewhere local, stay in your hotel room and do it. You know, Discuss geography of a random bartender. <laughs> and pine and don't your geography, Pete. Get off my back, okay? <laughs> Is that what you said to a bartender? Uh, no, I... Over a local bartender and watch Clue. Yes. In an awesome bar. It's... I know. It Name the really bar, Chris. The... Name the bar. Give it some props. Oh, it was the hotel. Oh, my God. It's in um the shit. It's in the shit because you've no, 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 it's, it's not in Chelsea. It's in the meatpacking district. It is uh. the oh god damn it! Right, I tell you what, I, I'm I'm gonna Google this when you move on section. I'm gonna be there just like oh, 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 oh. you so, quite yeah. like Google. Well, Addy, you give us your story. Yeah, so I am listening. Well, I'm imagining someone googling the uh the hotel bar the shit. Yeah, <laughs> hotel bar plays Twilight Zone. <laughs> But yes, Addy, what have you got for us? Prison inmate claims drugs found in his butt weren't his. Court <laughs> doesn't buy it. 
This is an argument that was doomed to fail. In fact, it took state super, uh, superior court panel just five pages to reject prison inmate Edwin Greco Wiley Biggs' claim that the drugs guards found in his anus weren't his. Senior Judge William H. Platt wrote in the state court opinion that Wiley Biggs became the subject of a strip search when a corrections officer saw another inmate pass something to him in the state prison at Fayette. When Wiley Biggs was ordered to bend over and spread his buttocks, the searchers found a small plastic bag sticking out of his rectum. Inside the bag was a blue balloon containing synthetic marijuana. In April, a Fayette County judge sent in Wiley Biggs, 36, of Calorion to an extra three to six years in prison for possessing contraband. In appealing to the state court, Wiley Biggs contended that prison officials didn't prove the synthetic marijuana was his. He just randomly sticks balloons up his ass. I am very, very concerned about this on a number of levels. Allow me to begin by saying... So, his defence, I'm guessing, was he didn't know it was there. Oh, of course, because people randomly don't notice when things get shoved up up their anus. Yes. Welcome back, Chris. Sorry, I... Normally, my computer comes up telling me when the battery's going to die. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Quiff notes, Chris. Quiff notes. Um, Criminal did not realise that drugs found up his bum were his and his defences of it. He didn't realise. Didn't realise they were there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Um, my god! Oh my god! I do have to wonder how unaware. Cis men are of things sticking up their asses. I know. You would know. I mean, I know if my undies are bunching up in the crack area. I would think I would know if a hefty bag of marijuana was rammed up there somehow. I mean, I, would, I assume uh, you'd feel it in your prostate. You'd assume you'd feel it the first time you go to the toilet as well. It'd be like, it's going to take a bit, of, bit more effort than I expected. And it's already bagged up. Okay. Would you not take the hit and say they were yours rather than give the errant suspicion that people are randomly going while you're sleeping and just shoving bags of drugs up your bum? Wouldn't you prefer to say, it was mine, sorry? I think I'd rather take the fall. I just go, don't kink shame me. Maybe you like synthetic marijuana up my ass. Maybe. Maybe, but his defence of he didn't know it was there and not his it, uh, <laughs> is 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 flawed on a number of levels. I would say, Chris. No, no, he oh, said he knew it was there, but it, it was wasn't there. his marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! You just you just keeping it warm for someone? Or? <laughs> well, yeah, you have to light it up somehow. <laughs> It's oh just a win. If you were a defence lawyer and you had to say that, say that line, how the hell could you keep a straight face? I would be like, straight anything. No. That's the problem. Yeah. yeah, it's like he tells me that he did not think they were his. <laughs> it's just you just take the fall. You take the fall and say, fine, fine, 
fair cop. I, if if you technically take the fall, at least fall backwards, and then it will stick deeper. Yeah. Chris is dreaming now. Chris is imagining this. Yeah, I'm trying to work out the physics of it. I was like, maybe. I don't know. I'm not going to try yeah. it out. I'm just like... Well, take a carrier bag, Chris, and just uh, for your challenge later, you're going to have to... <laughs> oh, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's a balloon. Yeah? Oh, it's a, bo- oh, oh, it's yes. a balloon of... Ah. Oh. So, has he inflated it up his bum, then? Or is it no, already inflated down? Boom. It's a balloon full of narcotics mm. that just, like, balled up and stuck up. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I just... <laughs> Chris, your face is hilarious right now. <laughs> it's I mean, I, I'll it's honest, pure in, horror. In my head, I, I'm just like... I've done a lot of weird shit in my time. <laughs> so Define shit. I, are we talking the same weird shit that this guy is? Is a poet what yeah, I'm doing? <laughs> but at least I've always owned up to it. I've you never said. been like, do you know what? There is a bag of cocaine in my colon. But I will tell you this. It is not mine. <laughs> I do not know how it happened. I am convinced of a government conspiracy that seeks to plant grade A drugs inside my anal cavity, and I will not have it. That's my favourite part of the story, is that he's there with a serious face being like, do you know what? Yes, I have possession. But I had no attempt to you know, do whatever with them, because I did not know they were there. <laughs> Like, has he seen, like, surgery's gone wrong too much and he's gone like, well, I've never had a surgery and I've never had anything done for my mum. But who knows? It could have happened. Stranger things have happened. And I'm like, yeah. But even, like, the people, you know, when my mum used to work in A&E, when they used to come in with, like, vacuum cleaners up their bums, they didn't, they didn't claim they'd w- w- woken up with it. They didn't just say, like, like, do you know what? I was having a most wonderful dream, and then I woke up, and I found Henry the Hoover up my ass. I just farted, and my, and my drawing side, my drawing room table was entirely dust-free all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> I did not even feel it until I sneezed, and I felt my entire kidney dropping. <laughs> I was just like, oh, damn, there we go. It's. I, I it's... mean, do you know what? He's got cojones for trying it. Bless but... you. Well, right. now, well, he had three when he tried it. <laughs> oh. Boom. Indeed. <laughs> oh, thank you for that mind-boggling biology lesson, Addy. <laughs> Mine is science-based. We all know this subsection of society who still, and especially, surprisingly quite a lot of basketball players for some reason, who are flat earthers, and believe in flat earth and all that sort of stuff, right? And it's, it's just a madness. Do you guys know about the hollow earth people? Yeah, yeah. The hollow earth people, and... This is this is take this has always been a thing for quite a while, but it's it's with the internet being like it is and people decrying fake news or whatever, like people are starting to do. Now there's a lot of people out there who believe in the hollow earth theory that reads like something from some sort of like nineteenth century adventure fiction 
the sort of stuff like Captain Nemo and Alan Quartermain will be discovering. But apparently, according to these people, that underneath the Earth's crust is like a, an array of advanced, super advanced civilizations um, in a sort of paradise area that they call Akhata. Um, which sounds bonkers. Um, spearheading the modern movement is a guy called Rodney Clough, who's written a book called World Top Secret, Our Earth is Hollow. Um, it's presumably available in, in, in all weird bookshops near you. He organised a voyage to the core. You know, journey to the centre of the Earth stuff. Um, plans... Give me my money, bitch. Well, with plans to sail from Russia in an icebreaker to find the opening at the North Pole, which I also believe is the opening to the Frankenstein novel. <laughs> it's not actually real. Um, he had to cancel the expedition, <laughs> however. Like, give me my mother money, please, bitch. Yeah. He had to cancel the expedition, however, after spending £15,000 of his own money on it. When his claims, when no one else appeared to sign up for it, so he needed a crew and no one else was willing to join him. Um, however, now it's growing in popularity. Every day he's receiving emails, Clough says. Not in the millions. Let's not go silly here. But in the thousands. In the thousands wow. of people who are starting to believe. Okay? Did these people get a lobotomy at some point? Well... I mean, there's a lot, obviously, people, most people would know the science way. Obviously, you've got the crust, you've got the mantle, you've got the superheated core in the centre of the Earth. That is common science, that's what most people believe. Not these people, however. It's part of a conspiracy. Of course it is. As these things are. To cover up the real truth. Um... I mean, it was, it's been a thing since 1692. Edmund Haley, from Haley's Comet, was a, yeah, he popularised it, but it's now, obviously, it's taken off. Um, and these people have drawn up this, this rather, rather wonderful map that is, like, the centre of their website. And it's Agharta, and it's the land of advanced races. And this, they're hoping to finance a proper expedition now, and they're going to search for this hope opening in the North Pole, or indeed in the South Pole, but that's only a small entrance. Okay, oh, so it's more okay. difficult for you to get a chunky ship. You need a submersible to get through that. And under here, you can discover such wonderful civilizations as Vikings, super advanced humans, random ancient Israeli civilizations. I don't no, know if that's, that's here. Surprise. That's in Jerusalem. Yeah, and all sorts. I mean, it's, it's like you can go. I mean, Shambhala. The great, um, the great Tibetan city, oh. which I always believed was, you know, supposed to be in the Himalayas, not under them. But <laughs> there's a cave city of semi-advanced race number two. There's there's mountains higher on the inside than on the outside that I would say are not mountains at all if they're inverted. That's a valley, isn't it? There's all sorts. There's forest number three. There's city. There's the Dero Caves from stolen flying saucers. The centre of gravity is in the middle of the Earth's, co- the Earth's crust, not from the core, because that would be ridiculous. You've got, of course. You've got a test atom, atom blast. You've got Admiral Bird's plane from 1947, or saucer or whatever. You've got random places are marked on this. You've got Pyramid of Giza. Right, places on Earth. You've got the Iguazu Falls. You've got the Kentucky Mammoth Caves. 
Sorry. Random like locations where there are not entrances. I've been to two of those locations and I would say there's not an entrance to the advanced cities within. Um If you find our temple, please let us know. There's a rainbow city, guys. There's a rainbow city. This is Oz now. And in the middle of it is the central sun. The sun is in the centre of the earth. And that's where we get our heat from. I thought from the actual sun. Well, you think. And obviously there's a spaceship base to allow sources to go to and from Venus. Where there is a semi-advanced civilization also. And we trade with them to help build these advanced civilizations that are living underneath the Earth's core. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I think we should start to, to join this, this expedition. Chris, you up for this, sir? I would literally rather peel my teeth. <laughs> I don't know how I'd do it, but I would come up with a way that's more plausible than this hollow earth shit. Do you not want to discover the rainbow city there? Okay. First of all, how do you form a rainbow inside the earth? <laughs> I don't know, Pete. I suspect I will never find out because the minute bollocks. you drill down. It's grade, it's pure, finest Colombian horse shit. That's what it is. <laughs> if you snorted it, you'd be high as a kite. And you'd call horses gay. Yes. Exactly, you would call horses gay. And you would not know where it came from. Um... Yep. You'd be wearing an adult nappy, what ta- no matter what time of year it is, no matter, yeah. It would just... No. Nah, I mean, nah. yeah. I do suggest you try and find this map because it is it is a work of utter beauty. It's just, I'm just amused by the links to the like these random locations on Earth for like entry points, like random mountains like Mount Epomeo in Italy. <laughs> well, yeah, but they always pick something that's like it once meant like entrance or something in Cyrillic and they're like, ah. Oh, it, it's, a, it's a secret problem. It's like, no. We used to call things like, what colour is it? Brown. All right, it's brown mountain. It doesn't mean there's like a conspiracy behind it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I like pulp adventure fiction stuff. Like your Jules Verne's, your, your yeah, 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 stuff yeah. like that. Um, it was indeed Jules Verne who actually interested to be a factory thinking about it, wasn't it? And then like, your Robert E. Howard and all like, your your your, um, your Tarzan stuff and your John Carter and all that stuff. Utter ludicrous fiction, but it's it's good fun. But these people have like, tried to merge it with reality and created insanity, I would say, in mm. in in, yeah. in in form. Um, but I... did they find the entrance to Middle Earth? <sighs> Well, I think maybe this is Middle Earth, because it's a middle of the Earth. Is Bilbo Baggins okay? I don't know. I think he had to throw the ring into the central sun. <laughs> the hey, look at the, the central look at, sun. Look at the expression I'm giving you here. <laughs> One of unbridled, what is this fuckery? <laughs> what is this unbridled fuckery? <laughs> oh, I'm don't wrong. I'm gonna put that on a T-shirt because if that doesn't become like a slogan at some point, mm-hmm. just walking around going, it's like 
What a fresh hell is this? What unbridled fuckery have I walked into here? Well, we're actually setting Chris, you up a merchandise, I... a merchandise section for Smorgasbord. I think you've just given us off at your first t-shirt there. There you go. <laughs> Chris, can I, can I use that facial expressions to explain people about what a, a stroke is? Yeah. Yes. Go for it. I think it's a queer <laughs> visual representation, isn't it? <laughs> It's a stroker. It's someone who just is kind of just a little bit dead on the inside. I think, that. I think well, Chris Rost, a, a portion. I think of... you're a little bit dead on the inside. I think Chris Rost, a portion of logical sense right then. It sort of dribbled away out of his ears. It's like, I'm losing it. I'm losing my sense of normality. Your brain is imploding. It is. Which is, which is as good enough a time as any for us to enter into our final segment, which is another new version. It's sort of similar to our good old staple, which was Top of Talk, but it's now called The Weirdest Link. And it goes as follows. Both of you get two different um, words. One is what you have to start with. It's a word you have to start with. And one is something you have to end with. And the longer and more convoluted your link from one to the other, the better. And you have to end on the word I tell you to and start on the word I tell you to. And you have to make a long, convoluted, rambly link. And the longer it is, the better. Okay? Okay. Okay. And we'll start with Addy, for alphabetical order's sake. And Addy... Your starting word. <laughs> okay. Your starting word is rubbish, as in sewage, waste, etc. And your end word is autobiographies. And you have to somehow make a link, and as many links as possible, and you have to find your way from rubbish. To autobiographies, and I will be timing you, okay? Okay. Alright, see how you go, starting from now. Well, rubbish is a disgusting concept. People don't really like to talk about it. It's repulsive, it stinks, it kind of gives off a bad vibe. But rubbish can also be used for amazing creations, kind of like making sure plants have food to eat and uh, people have places to go look for deadly clowns from other dimensions. Um, And a lot of times people don't appreciate rubbish. For instance, sewage systems are amazing. Uh, During the 19th century people would usually dump their their waste into the Thames River and then use the same water as drinking water because apparently the concept of diseases wasn't a real thing yet and people just randomly died coughing up blood. So as time progressed, people decided that rubbish should not be roaming the streets anymore. So they decided to put them all in neat sections like the House of Parliament because apparently it's a convenient place to put rubbish together. (laughs) Or 
the White House, apparently, in the year 2017. And the way that people view it today is that there are two sections of public, apparently, that assume either it's not rubbish or it is rubbish. Kind of like there are people today with the knowledge that the Earth is a spherical creation and not a flat creation. So knowing that there are rubbish creations that breathe and walk and write on this planet, and they also tend to serve serve our public, they also tend to write their own life stories during their time in service, and that is called an autobiography. Well done. Well done indeed. (laughs) (laughs) That is exactly what I was looking for. Well done for the long, roundly, weird link taking some rubbish autobiography, which was a wonderful time of 2 minutes, 14 seconds, 0.58. Excellent. I, I was getting like long-winded in the middle because my nose isn't working properly, so it's like. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I have to fight my way through it. Fight for it. But yes. <laughs> so excellent, excellent time indeed, Verdi. Which means this, you yeah. sir, you have to do a similar thing, and your starting word is toddlers, and your <laughs> ending word is champagne. I have to find your way in a long, rambly fashion from toddlers to champagne. Okay? Okay. Starting from now. Okay. Uh, toddlers seem to be an increasingly important part of my life in, like, the least creepy way possible. A lot of my um, family and a lot of my, you know, extended friends and everything are getting married and having kids and these kids are, you know, now toddler age. So my best friend, her in-laws um, have had, you know, a daughter and she's adorable and everything. But that's the thing about kids is that they're very they're very cute for, like, a limited span and then they start <laughs> getting, like, opinions and everything, which is awesome. Don't get me wrong. I think when, you know, you treat a kid like a little person and everything and it's fine. But... I've also seen it with my extended family, which is seeing them go from like being little babies, toddlers, and now they are kind of emerging and becoming kind of preteens and teenagers. And I don't know if it's my own kind of jaded, reflective view of kind of what I was like as a teenager, but I don't remember being nowhere near as kind of technical, technologically advanced, or as you know savvy as these kids are, or as kind of as sarcastic. I don't remember being that funny. As a teenager, I don't remember being as kind of easy with a quick fucking comeback. Or easy to go, well, yeah, but you're all of that. And it's just like, yeah, but that's. Shut up. That's the point. <laughs> um, fortunately, though, as we're all aware, the teenage period doesn't really tend to last for long, or at least that mentality. I don't, I don't think I was a particularly bad teenager. I was pretty well behaved. I, you know, was a good student, all that sort of thing. Um, and it always sort of entertained me a bit to see like other people uh, or other friends of mine and kind of their families and just how they were going to react and everything and kind of the dynamics of that. It's something that's always been quite interesting. It's like a different family and seeing how they operate and seeing how they move on. Their own um, 
what I would say to that is since we're talking about kind of you know toddlers and teenagers, kind of the natural progression of life and everything. It's I've got to the age now where people start. You ever think about having kids? Do you ever think you know? Oh, you have this. Um, as an guy, I do have a few options of people. But I look at them just like, oh, good. Have a baby, that sort of thing. Vote for now, which I think will get a big, you know, thing of the thought is that I will, I'm more than happy to actually donate. We've got a big history of adoption in my family, and I'm very, you know, open to the idea of, you know, whether I'm with someone in like 5, 10, 15 years' time, or if I'm, you know, on my own or whatever, then I would be very happy to adopt someone because that's what makes a family a family. You, you know, it's not by blood, it's by bond. And, you know, the minute that person entered the house and became part of the family, we would very happily pop the champagne. Boom. Jesus <laughs> God almighty. I had no idea where you were going with that for a I long, did, long I, stretch of I time. Did, I didn't. There was like a, a, a 30 seconds where I was just saying the same thing over and over. I was like, fuck, 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 fuck. Well, that's how you get a baby. Yes. Uh. <laughs> well, well done, Chris, because you did manage that in three minutes and ten seconds. Point ten. That, that felt like I was talking for half an hour. Yeah. Oh it's well done, Chris. Well done. You stretched yourself to your breaking point and managed it, which means that you do not have to perform a challenge to finish off, but, Addy, unfortunately, you do. And, Addy, your challenge is simply thus. You have to um, basically dance around in your chair for the entirety of the outros now. Until, yeah, until the end of a show, you have to be dancing and showing off some dancing moves whilst remaining seated. So, enjoy. As long as I don't have to put a balloon up my ass. Uh, well, it depends on the quality of your dancing moves. Um, <laughs> whilst you're doing that, would you also like to say where we can find you and what you do? Well, right now I'm be dancing like a, the insane person that I am. Mm. And it's kind of making me really dizzy right now. <laughs> um, you can find me on Enchanted Earth on the first episode. Mm, check it out <laughs> which uh, made me very glad that I had therapy the next day <laughs> yeah Enchanted F's Amy Walker's new show Addie's on the premiere episode check it out it's available now I because yeah. we had to have an insane person to start off the show with yeah. that start off with a wild specific topic yes it is, yeah. You start with a bang. It is fantastic. Um, it's all about weird news stories through history, isn't it? And commentary. Addy's on it. Um, our legendary Dave um, is going to be on a show. Um, I have guested on a show as well. Um, there are people you know from Smorgasbord. And Amy's done an incredible amount of weird research, hasn't she? So it's it's awesome. And oh, yeah. you're going to be Pretty a sure fixture. Her life is pretty much gone mm. to bizarre research what, what can make uh, like mi6 search for me yeah. today her google search history is going to be very concerning <laughs> going forward um so yeah check out out on there uh, you're also on twitter aren't you as well yes a d underscore anhang yep spell it correctly as as 
as I failed to do for the first year of having you on my show, I kept spelling your name incorrectly in all the episode descriptions. <laughs> Which is ordinary, actually. Yeah. But now I realise how it's spelled, so we're good. We're good. So thank you for coming on, as ever, Addy, Chris, Chris. Yeah. Where can we find you? What do you do, sir? You can find me on Twitter at higher underscore boy, um, where I usually am chatting about just like ah, I like this, or I'm basically like a mentally ill Disney princess. So that's <laughs> so oh my god, Disney princess, yeah, basically. Pretty much. Mm. I'm gonna get that on a t-shirt. Um, yeah, so I do a couple of. Uh, different podcasts. So, first of which is North by Northwest. I do this with my one of my best friends, Emma Platt. Uh, our New Year special is coming round this month and next week or so. So, hopefully, that will be a lot of fun to listen to. It was quite mental to record, so hopefully that <laughs> reflects. Uh, I'm also doing Good Evening and After Hitchcock podcast with two of my favourite Canadians. That is Brandon Shermatala and Tom Caldwell. We are going through the entire back catalogue of Alfred Hitchcock and discussing him as a person as a filmmaker and kind of giving our opinions on everything uh, Hitchcock we generally do one a month and I believe up to episode either 10 or 11 I'm really bad at stuff like that um, I'm also hoping to make an appearance on Earth and some other podcasts as well so please keep me in your heart well of Chris right we love him um, so yeah, thank you for Chris. Obviously, I'm PD Gaskell. This has been Smorgasbord Daily. Um, you can find us on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Acast, on YouTube, and on our site, which has been revamped, which is smorgasbordpod.wordpress.com. Check out all those. Um, if you are one of the podcatchers, please give us a five-star, a five-star um, review. Um, subscribe to us we will love you forever and we will um, we will give you a shout out on the show as well because you are awesome you can also find us on twitter on instagram on um, or you can email us each of them twitter is smugswellpod instagram is smugswellpod uh, you can email us at smugswellpod at gmail.com and we might have a facebook as well so keep your eyes out for that um, I'm Chris on there all the time so please get in touch with us please contact us and we'll be back tomorrow with any luck with another Smugsport Daily and keep your eyes open as well for new shows as we diversify the channel outwards thank you for watching and all listening and we'll see you next time peace out bye, bye.